0: Sally Lucas is going to take us on some active holidays, adventure-based holidays. We'll also head to India to see what their wildlife is all about and go to Scandinavia as well, plus a nice trip in our own country. We're talking travel. And Sally Lucas, the first place we might go to is... uh well, India, after all we know about the big five in Africa, does India have wildlife the to match? The equivalent thereof, Jane, and they have a lot of national
1: parks in India, which you know our listeners may or may not be aware of, but um, one of them is the Kazaranga National Park and apparently it is quite a wild landscape of forests and grasslands along the mighty um, Brahmaputra River, and they consider it's one of the most exciting wildlife experiences in India. And it also contains in there the Indian one horned rhinoceros, which is obviously a highlight for people. The other national park, um, and as said, that national park, sorry, I should say where it is, it's sort of um, to the right, but past Darjeeling, if you're looking at a map of India on, in front of you, if you imagine, east east of Darjeeling Um, you've got the Ranthambore National Park and it's one of India's most popular parks and it's easily accessed from Jaipur and Agra and it's famous for its tigers and apparently they occur there in greater density than most other parks but you also get a really great variety of other wildlife as well and quite a rugged setting of rock escarpments and historical royal ruins. You've got the Panna National Park which is near Kajarahu. it's less visited but they say visually beautiful with abundant wildlife including tiger and leopard and it also has two of India's finest wildlife lodges there uh, the luxurious Taj resort called Pashangar and the charming Sarai and lastly, there's the Narahol National Park as well, and it is um, all down the right to the south, if you like, past Bangalore, Chennai area, and it's home to the largest surviving herd of Asian elephants, elephants rather, as well as a healthy cat population, as, including the black leopard. And if you're wanting something really different, if you go way to the north to lay way up in Ladakh, which is a little bit harder to get to, you can go hunting snow leopards, or not hunting, but looking for them.
0: Looking for in that sense with your camera.
1: Yes looking for them in that way. So, I mean, there's some wonderful things you can do in India that are just as exciting as if you were going to Africa, I am sure.
0: So the Indian elephants are a little bit different. Their ears are are
1: different from the African ones. They are. And they're they're a little bit smaller as well. So the Africans have got bigger ears. Yes, that they wave a lot. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching an interesting YouTube the other day of how wonderful elephants are where a baby in in India fell down into this hole and could not get out. And, And it was just getting weaker and weaker and tighter and tighter and and even all the family of elephants couldn't get it out but the indians love their elephants um very much so and they could hear the trumpeting and screaming and they just knew something was wrong so they all came to try and help get this elephant out but they couldn't because it's still even a baby weighs so much so then they had to get you know bobcats in to dig a trench to try took nearly 48 hours and they thought they nearly lost this elephant a couple of times and of course they are wild elephants so the people had to be aware but the elephant's just just knew that they were being then they were helping, helping. Them. And, oh, nice. it, and when they rescued it at the end they walked away and just thought that was it all the elephants turned around raised their trunks and trumpeted at them to thank them
0: oh, for that's saving amazing oh that's
1: amazing. And if you can find that on youtube i, I was just mesmerized I, yeah. i've always loved elephants but that was just quite a story
0: well, good reason to go to India.
1: <laughs> it is, isn't it? And we just thought to mention also, Jane, that there's a lot of new adventures, style of travel being released for 2020, which is great for anyone who wants a bit of an active itinerary. And, and not just in India, but in all sorts of areas like Europe as well, like UTRAX, who operates all sorts of um, cycling, walking, trekking type adventures. They've introduced this year a, a bit, their biggest brochure than ever, and it covers 40 destinations and 40 over 460 different active tours. Um, they do think like the England's Thames P- uh, Path East Walk, Turkey's Lyceian Coast Cycling, um, Poland has become apparently they they consider the new must visit destination, and they've got an eight day self guided. Pianini, is it? And Tatra Mountains walk that you can do there. And apparently you go to this picturesque village of Jawaki and it's renowned for its jazz concerts as well. So you can incorporate a little bit of music as well in, into your activity also. But they're also doing walks from Bosnia to Montenegro as well. Treks, you know, through the Balkan countries. So the way of St James from Conk to Cahor, which is doing the, a French section of the Camino. So look, there's some wonderful interesting itineraries coming up for next year if you're wanting to be a bit active. And Peregrine also, they visit over 80 countries with over 350 different itineraries. So two companies there that are really offering you a wide range of extremely active or, you know, not so active, but still being out there, immersing yourself with culture and nature. I'm trying to combine the two words here. Yes, but you know what I'm saying, Jane, don't you? I do. (laughs) So some wonderful adventure-based holidays are out there being released for next year, so that is really quite fantastic.
0: We're talking travel with Sally Lucas today. Michael's just rung in, and he had a wonderful elephant-watching experience on the Zambezi River just recently. Uh, It's amazing, Sally, how elephants often behave a little bit like humans, it seems to us. They
1: certainly do, and they really do care for each other and care for their babies, and I love it when they have their little trunk hooked around mummy's tail as they're tagging along behind her. It's really quite an experience to behold. It really is.
0: But we're going to Scandinavia now. No elephants there. Other
1: interesting animal. (laughs) Well, bears and all sorts of things. But this is really I'm talking a lot here, Jane, about ecotourism and sustainable tourism because we're more and more heading that way, of course, to to, as we say, only leave footprints and and not make such a bad impact on our world. Um, And a lot of companies now are also not using the plastic straws, you know, they really are becoming more sustainable in what they're doing. And more so than anywhere, apparently, is Lapland. And um, a lot of the hotels now in Lapland are also, because it's also known as Europe's last wilderness, are all being very eco-conscious as well. And they even now have silent snowmobile safaris in Lapland, which they've got the first and only, they call them e-sleds or electric snowmobiles. Um, So that's, again, you know, being less impact on the environment, which is quite fascinating fantastic as well and you can also go and do your Sami experiences there which is your native um, indigenous people from lapland and and go and spend time there just you know in their food preparation cooking fishing reindeer herding you can do adventures now that that include that if you if you are interested Mm -hmm. Um, also there's an island in norway now that's completely plastic free Um, and it's an island called um, manshausen and it's um, on the norwegian coastline north of bodo uh, mm-hmm. to give you an idea in that that sort of area. And what they've done there, they had a team of divers clean the bottom of the sea around their, this island. This is just one small island, mind you, so you can imagine how much plastic is in the world's ocean. And they recovered 300 kilos of waste and plastic.
0: Mm, and, and it's
1: mm. only got eco-cabins now, pristine waters, et cetera. And apparently the island is owned by a polar explorer, writer and photographer called Borges Ausland. But you can actually visit there on a four-day short break if if you're interested. So as we mentioned yes, sustainable hotels Norway particularly has a lot of sustainable hotels now and lots of interesting things that you can do in and around the Scandinavian area particularly in Norway and Lapland where they are. I think all of Scandinavia is really very much so headed in that direction as we all should be of course but it's just good to know that that's happening Jane and there's ways that you can travel like that now so Mm, I think that's fantastic. Um, Back home for just a tick Jane. um, Always a Good idea. Always a good idea. Um, the GAN, well, we've all heard about the wonderful GAN and, and everyone I've ever spoken to, and, and I must do it one day. I've done the Indy Pacific, but not the GAN. It's pretty I, good. And I think the good thing about the GAN is it's a newly built railway. So you've got a very sustainable, even rail track, whereas you do the Indian Pacific, you're crossing states and the, the rail sometimes is a little bit sus. You <laughs> rock and roll and rickety all over the place, you know. It's, it's um, I mean, Just of course like of them, an
0: old train. Because yeah, some <laughs> of them are privately the owned, see?
1: It's yeah. not government. That's why. They won't put the money into it, which I think is quite a shame considering it's considered one of the best train journeys in the world. However... Forgetting that, um, the GAN. So what they're doing now, uh, for the first time, they're giving people a chance to explore further afield. So from June to August next year, you can actually get off and spend three days in Alice Springs before rejoining the GAN. So that's a great idea, continuing south to Adelaide. So then you don't have to go straight through, which gives them time to go to Uluru, the McDonald Ranges, or whatever, whatever you want to do. So I think that's an excellent thing. I mean, I know they have their whistle stops where you get off and have a little look around at Catherine and Alice and so on, but to be able to break it now. I think that's great as well. And, and there's a ten night, uh, ten day, nine night package it includes three nights in Darwin, three nights on the GAN and your three nights in Alice Springs. Um, you can also explore Uluru as I mentioned, and you get a chance to upgrade to include a scenic flight as well across to, to Kakadu. So that's just something new again for next year, which I think is a plus. So mm. that's fantastic. Wonderful country. Absolutely is. My next trip to Darwin will be on the GAN.
0: To a new RFM, your easy listening alternative. We're talking travel. And Sally Lucas, take a look at what's in the current marketplace as far as hot deals go.
1: Well, I'm going to talk new again, Jane, talking for next year. I'm talking mainly for next year at the moment. And also the Globus family of of companies has introduced what they call their Undiscovered Mediterranean series of tours. And they've got nine new tours they've introduced through Italy, Greece, Croatia, Spain, Slovenia, Albania. Albania, sorry, Turkey and France. Um, So they've got a new 14-day southern Italy and Greece, which includes Matera, which is that wonderful old town in Italy with the prehistoric cave dwelling stacked on top of one another. They're doing an eight-day Greek island adventure, which is including Paros, which is a a beautiful island. I love Paros. Another one that's doing Naxos, which not a lot of people do that, and it's famous for its citrus-infused Kitron liqueur, uh, Kanakali, that's doing an eclectic Aegean with a seven-night cruise, including the city of Troy. It's going to Zadar in Croatia, and the main area is the medieval city, which is there, and the sound and light spectacular of the sea organ and sun salutation, which are two architectural masterpieces that use the energy of the waves and the power of the sun to create this incredible art. Uh, Torremolinos in, in Spain, going to, uh, there's one doing Venice, Slovenia, Croatia and Montenegro and uh, Piran in Slovenia is known as the Venice of Slovenia with its canals. Um, Skodra or Skodra in Albania, which is a new 11-day Discover the Eastern Med. It's one of the oldest cities in Europe and one of the most beautiful destinations in Albania with pastel-painted old town and stunning lake views. And to Orange in France, there's a new eight-day Niestan Lyon Explorer. So these are just fantastic and they've all got early bird offers on these. You can have savings of up to $2,000 so it's just a matter of getting in. All the early bird offers, Jane, I wish they'd all agree on the same date. Unfortunately they don't. You've just got to check with your travel agent because there are different expiry dates on all of these. Okay, uh, There's some lovely fly cruise options here. This is with Norwegian Cruise Line flying to Rome with Qatar Airways uh, and they've got a solo traveller special on this. It's valid until 16th of October, departing 20 May next year and it starts from under per person. Now, that's including three nights pre-accommodation in Rome and a seven-night cruise that's doing um, Naples, Florence, Pisa, Cannes, Barcelona and Palma Mallorca. So that's great. There's another one doing Iceland, Norway and the Northern Isles. Now, that's a really interesting itinerary valid until 31 October and that is uh, 16 nights, sorry. Return air to London, you get uh, transferred to your hotel, two nights in London, Transfer to Southampton to the port. Then you're doing a 14-night cruise on the Island Princess, which is going up into Norway and across to the Shetland Islands, the Faroe Islands, right up into Iceland, circumnavigating Iceland as well. Um, Now, that is 7 September next year, valid until 31 October, and that's from under $6,500 per person, which is great value. This is all also valid until 31 October, Croatia Intensive in the Amalfi Coast. Departing 9 May next year, you've got return air with Qatar into Venice and out of Nice, two uh, uh, pre-cruise accommodation in Venice, then a lovely 10-night cruise aboard the Azamara Quest from Venice to Nice, two nights post-accommodation in Nice as well, and the itinerary is going to uh, Rovigny in Istria, to Split, Korchula, Dubrovnik in Croatia, Montenegro, Sorrento, um, across to Ajaccio in Corsica and then finishing in Nice. So there's some fantastic fly cruise packages there. If you're wanting to go a little closer to home, how about Tahiti? Mm -hmm. Simon Tahiti looks nice. I always remember that ad. Explore the best of the Polynesian islands here where you go to a a couple of islands. an island combo, uh, which is taking in um, two islands, which is wonderful, Hohini and um, Bora Bora. And that starts from under $5,200 per person. Now that includes return air as well. And you've We've got a book before 30 October and depart between 1 November and 31 October next year. So that's great. You've got return air included. You get a night on arrival in Papiate, because you can't connect to the island same day the way the flights work, including breakfast. And then you're going to Huahini for five nights. And then you have five nights at Bora Bora and then one night back in Papiate before you come home. How lovely. Sounds like paradise. Doesn't it ever. So under five and a half for that. And look, just to let people know, there are heaps of early bird offers out there all expiring some middle October end October some go through to December some January oh, they're all over the shop But and the airlines are still coming out some are out already and they're continually coming out for the month of October so this is the month October is really the month to get in and secure your early bird savings Thank you Sally Lucas. Thank you Jane Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle Topics range from gardening to health